Welcome to Skip the Queue, a podcast for people working in or working with visitor attractions. I'm your host, Kelly Molson. Today's episode is a little bit different. I speak to Dominic Jones, CEO of the Mary Rose Museum and Director of Portsmouth Historic Dockyard, Simon Addison, Heritage Business Manager at the Roman Baths, and Andy Povey, Managing Director, UK and Ireland of Convius. Dom, Simon and Andy share with you the merits of taking part in the 2023 Visitor Attraction website survey. We talk about how the report has shaped their digital strategies and what that's delivered to their attractions in terms of increased revenue and improved customer experience. If you like what you hear, you can subscribe on all the usual channels by searching Skip the Queue. So I've got Dominic, Jones, Simon Addison and Andy Povey here all past guests, all good friends. We don't need to do icebreakers here because we all know each other pretty well now, but we are going to do a little mini round of unpopular opinions again, because let's face it, that's why people listen to this podcast. Dominic, I'm going to start with you. Well, why would you start with <laughs> me, Kate? That is so unfair. It is obvious that Simon is your favourite. We can know this is how it works with Bath. He gets all of the good stuff and you come to Dominic first. So um, I used I used my best unpopular opinion last time when I talked about not mentioning the weather. And I always think my unpopular opinion should be work related. So this one is an interesting one. And I, and I wonder whether you will disagree with me, let alone Simon and Andy. But I think when doing discounting um, online or, or in person, in our industry, you shouldn't use percentages and you should use physical pounds because I think the people who use percentages can really confuse people. And also, I just think it's bad form. Mm. I should throw this one over to Andy, really, because he's pricing expert man, isn't he? I don't know that I go that far, Kelly. Uh, I, I actually agree with Dominic, but from a, a geeky technical perspective. Love Andy. Always you know, loved Andy. I just- you know what? He's one of those guests that you just love. Dom, is this an unpopular opinion because you just can't do percentages? You just want to know how many pounds to take off. Is that what it is? Percentages are hard. We're not all like numbers people yeah. like you, Simon. We're not all like, you know, born with a calculator. I mean, the, the, other th- the other thing is that actually the great British public and international public, they don't want to be working out. They want to come and have a day out, Simon. They want to enjoy the Roman baths. They don't want to be sitting there working out, well, what does this percentage off mean? Dom, you not listen to my podcast on pricing strategy. We don't discount. <laughs> but th- that was going to be my point. <laughs> yeah, we should be confident enough in the quality of our own product, Dom. I, 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 that would be my unpopular opinion. We shouldn't discount as an industry, but that's, that's not what I've prepared. Discounting just seems like a really easy, quick thing for a marketer to do when they're desperate. And I think it really, we should be a little bit um, more confident about what we're doing and actually use better tools and better ways of communicating the value of what it is the, the attraction's I agree. doing. Uh, so I, slightly more unpopular, I suppose, Don, would be let's not do discounts at all. doesn't matter whether it's four pounds or percentages or whatever, then just don't do it. Mm. So I'm just going to come at this from a car boot perspective, which might seem a bit random, but, but I love a little bargain. <laughs> I went to a car boot sale at the weekend. I'm renovating a cottage in North Norfolk at the moment, and uh, I'm trying to furnish it with as much secondhand things as possible. So car boot sales are my friend right now. And uh, if I had gone up to the stall and been like, what's your best price on this? And they said, you can have 10% off. I'd have been like, but what does it mean? 
it's five o'clock in the morning on but my brain can't work this out but like two pounds two pounds is yeah it, and it and it works and also there's an element of you know, you do need to put discounting in because, you know, you've got to look at reaching different audiences. You've got people like Kelly who want a bargain, so you need to put your decoy pricing in. So they think, oh, that, I'm not paying. That's ridiculous. But I get £2 off, aren't I? Lucky? And it is exactly like that. The problem with percentages, I think it's people trying to be too clever and it's marketeers trying to be a little bit too clever. And I've never liked it. It's not as bad as the weather. I hate the weather being used as an excuse. But my second one is using percentages in, mark- in discounting. Okay, I'm glad that you changed that quickly to discounting and not marketing because there's a lot of percentages in my report, which we'll discuss <laughs> later. Right, Simon, moving on to you. Yeah, okay, it's nothing to do with work. Camping is not a holiday. There's no way that camping is a holiday. I, I, lo- I love the outdoors. Uh, we're going on holiday to Pembrokeshire in a couple of months. We'll be outside most of every day. Uh, we will walk on the coast path in whatever the weather. But at the end of the day, We've got a little cottage that we're renting to come back to for a shower, which I haven't got to queue for. We're not sharing a toilet block. Like camping, washing up, cooking, it, they're disproportionately hard work. And that's assuming it's sunny. If it rains, it's just miserable. You know, we can go out and get wet and we don't have to worry about whether we're ever going to get dry for the rest of the week. In a tent, the kids will wake up. I, I haven't finished yet, Kelly. In a tent, they'll wake up at five in the morning when it gets light. And that means just the suffering of the holidays extended over an even longer day. Uh, and worst of all, the red wine is too cold and the white wine's too warm. Just miserable. <laughs> do, you, do you not have a fridge when you do camping? Dom, I don't camp. You might have got that from the. No, I, have, I go camping. I have a fridge, I have a blow up tent. I have all, all the cons. Do you take your bed like the Glastonbury dude? Well, I try and turn up late so someone else is selling all that, but it's very nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, Simon, I'm with you on this. I love the outdoors. I'm a big nature girl, but camping is a no-no for me. It's, it's, it is miserable. Even glamping. I went glamping on a friend's Hindu once, and even that was just a step too far for me everything was grubby it rained everything was then damp everything was damp. like everything was damp it was it was horrible I, cottage all the way hello I've got one in North Norfolk coming up available for rent in September if you're interested <laughs> in the holiday in beautiful North Norfolk you should go to car boot sales I believe they've got some great deals at the moment a couple of pounds off at the yeah, moment yeah they do have some great bargains will you offer me a percentage discount on your cottage in North Norfolk <laughs> I, I can't after I this not. right um i like that one i don't think that's going to be that unpopular if i'm honest andy over to you final one when we you first broached the idea of uh, coming back to the podcast i was uh really excited and the fact that i was gonna join the, probably my two favorite podcast guests was really exciting so my unpopular opinion is hopefully i'm it's gonna be uh, borne out or proven by this episode of Skip the Cube in that Dominic Jones isn't going to be number one on the Skip the Cube chart <gasps> by the end of next week. Oh, it's so harsh. <laughs> now, what have I ever done to hurt you, Andy? You've not hurt me, Dom. You're not. It's just a, a little friendly competition. Yeah. It's no, Dom number fair... one. He's never mentioned it. Like, I've literally never heard no, him talk about it. I don't it. know where you'd get that from. I'm a very shy guy. Am I number one? 
you're joking me, really? Yeah. We should Did tell people know? about this. This needs to get out there before it changes. So I said, if Dominic is still number one at Christmas, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send him a gift. I'm gonna send him something commemorative for this mm. at Christmas. So he was number one last Christmas. You were the official skip the queue Christmas number one. Amazing. Um, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's, it is amazing. Um, I'm sure. Sure you've, sure, you've not mentioned that before. You never talked about it. We're just at the end of June where we're recording mm. this, so there's still a fair few months to go. We do have our summer break coming up. The season five will start in September, so we've got some from September to December for someone to topple you off that number one slot. I'm happy to be toppled. And joking aside, both Andy and Simon's podcasts were amazing, and I love both of them. And actually, all of your guests are really... I do really love Skip the Queue. It's one of those... It's one of those treats you get to it's looking to the new Skip the Q podcast. So if if I get toppled from number one, life is okay. <laughs> you are very kind. Right. Thank you for sharing those unpopular opinions. Um, what would be lovely, listeners, if you follow us over on Twitter, you can just search for Skip the Queue. I'd like to know whose unpopular opinion you preferred the most out of those three, please. So maybe I'll do a little poll on Twitter next week when this when this podcast episode launches. Right, this uh, this is completely unscripted and this is really last minute for the guests. And so I'm super grateful that you could come and join me today. Now, it is a bit of an unusual episode for me because I actually don't tend to talk about the stuff that I do or Rubber Cheese does on this podcast. Maybe tiny little snippets of it here and there, but this this we never kind of dedicate an episode to the things that we do. Um, we had a free slot and I thought I wanted to come on and talk about the initiative that we started last year that is now running in its second year. So bear with me while I explain a little bit of a background about it. So back in May 2022, Rubber Cheese, my agency, launched the first national survey of visitor attraction websites. So I've been asked to speak on a webinar by the lovely team at Callaway PR, who also, Will Will Callaway has been a guest on the podcast. They asked me to come on and talk about cart abandonment and ways that kind of design and UX can help prevent it. So I went away, put my slides together, tried to search for some data that would back up a few theories that I had. And that was when I kind of hit a a bit of a a brick wall. Yeah, brick wall. That's what I'm trying to say. Couldn't find any specific data for the sector. I could find data about cart abandonment rates for all kinds of e-commerce sites, all kinds of pharmaceutical companies. Anything and everything that you could think of was out there except visitor attractions. And I realized that I think the data gets a bit skewed for them because they were kind of getting put into hospitality or tourism in general or uh, hotels and sometimes I think outdoor and sports. So it, it wasn't, I wasn't kind of able to back up the theories that I had with the data. So that led us to setting up the survey. And we were really, really lucky to have some amazing bunch of people like the teams at Alva and Asva who totally supported the initiative and shared it with their members. Last year, we had a brilliant response. We had 70 leading attractions from up and down the UK take part. And in November last year, we were able to launch the very first visitor attraction website report, which saw us set the first digital benchmarks for the sector. So the sector now has benchmarks for add to basket rate, basket abandonment rate, bounce rate, conversion rate, load times. And then the report, because of the kind of questions that we asked, we got loads of key insight into user experience, booking journeys, mobile experience, and loads, loads, loads more. But more importantly, that report, since its launch, has enabled attractions to make improvements to their websites, which 
makes their service better for their clients and makes their digital presence better. So it's been such an exciting thing to be involved in. And, and I, it is it is a real passion project for me. You know, I've loved every minute of setting it up. This year, we are now in our second year of running it. And we've got a brilliant partner in Andy and the team at Convius, which I'm thrilled about. So thank you. So I've asked you all to come on today to talk a little bit about the survey and and the report and what it has enabled you to do. Kind of, I want to start a little bit with with Dominic and Simon, really, and ask them the questions because they are in the position of being senior leaders in a visitor attraction. They've both publicly spoken to me and said, you know, that that, that the report has enabled them to do, you know, some really exciting things. And I think it's probably important for me to state that you're not our clients like rubber cheese is not we don't we don't work with either of you as a from a from a client perspective um I'd definitely count you as friends and obviously skip the queue podcast alumni now as well so Simon let me come to you first what has the report enabled you to do at Roman Bass and why has it been important for you to kind of take part and 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 what what's that what's it delivered for you sure so I think the report came out at a really important time for us because we were already in the midst of a website redesign project. <clears throat> so what the report enabled us to do was to look at the findings in the report, the stats in the report, and ensure that we were building our new website in a way that optimised um, that sort of user experience and customer journey. But I think also in visitor attractions, our websites are often trying to do two quite different things so on the one hand it's sort of the gateway to a visit it's the first place that people go when they're planning their visit and they want to maybe buy a ticket and come to bath at the same time it's also telling sort of a more you know our our more engaged audience information about the collection and information about you know the history of the site or or you know research that we're undertaking and we want to be able to really quickly segregate those two audiences because one audience we want to keep there for as long as possible to delve into the stories that we want to tell them and to really sort of of effectively convert them from a a very transactional relationship, which is buying a ticket to one of more of a supporter where they might, you know, they might donate in future. They, they, they'll become engaged in our program. And so designing a website that, you know, on the first page helps to divert visitors from that sort of more engaged. We want to, we're here to learn from, we want to buy a ticket for Saturday and sort of get them, get them on their journey quickly, efficiently in as few clicks as possible. So I think having that endorsement of the sort of the importance of the user, the journey, how many clicks is optimal before people start, you know, abandoning and giving up. That was so helpful in the way that we were, we were designing the website. Amazing. That is such a good testimony for, for, for what we've done. Uh, and obviously we can't do any of that unless people take part in the survey and submit their data and so we can understand and learn how websites are performing in the first place but like for me it's really exciting to hear that because I guess having those kind of baseline benchmarks is a starting point for the industry and that's for me what was missing completely in that you know we can talk about how we want them to improve and how we want the sector to move on and I think Andy we've had a conversation before where we 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 kind of feel like the sector is it's a little bit behind where other industries are, you know, probably about four or five years potentially behind in, in some areas. I'd go even further than that, Kelly. Oh, wow. OK, yeah. Yeah. Go on. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, it sounds to me, I mean, generally people don't pick up the phone to me and ask me to come and talk about their e-commerce platforms if they're perfectly happy with what they're doing. <laughs> so maybe I'm seeing a different side of the market. 
but it astounds me how many attractions there are that aren't able to monitor their performance, to look at their conversion rates, to look at their abandoned basket abandonment rates, all that kind of stuff. It's astounding, which is why I'm really happy to be working with you on this uh, on the survey this year. Okay, well let's let me go to to, to Andy then. So Andy, introduce yourself from from your role at Convius. So I'm responsible for everything we do with Convius in the UK and Ireland. So job titles MD UK and Ireland. So Andy and I got introduced. Quite a while ago, actually, now. I feel like it was at a ticketing professionals conference. Was it there? I think it was Dominic Jones that introduced us at the Museums and Heritage <gasps> Show. Yes, it was Museum and Heritage. It was. It did it indeed. Was. I can't believe you forgot that. It, yes, it was with the with the sarcophagus. I brought two great people together. I mean, I feel like, you know what? I don't get the credit for this introduction. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you I'm so sorry. You do get Hello? the credit. Yeah, it was, it was you. You're actually really good at introducing people talented people talented people to each other yeah you grabbed me at this year's MH show and, and introduced me to multiple people actually it was very kind of you what a kind a man you are it's a pleasure <laughs> isn't he isn't he so this year well I mean I guess this is thanks to you Dominic so uh, Dominic you are welcome by the way welcome <laughs> Andy, why is it important for Confius to be part of what we're doing this year with the with the report well, it's actually more important to me on a personal level, I think, Kelly. I'm, I'm a massive fan of attractions, have been for my whole working life, which is, there have been quite a lot of years in that so far. And I just want, want to see attractions doing better than they do at the moment. I'm, we've shared lots of conversations about really awful booking experiences and not just for attractions, booking tickets to my kids after school clubs as well. Personal bugbear of mine is dreadful. Don't ever do it if you don't have to. So I find that really frustrating. It upsets me to see attractions getting it wrong and some get it really, really wrong. So having some benchmarks, having some industry standards where people can go, actually, we're not doing what we should be doing. And why aren't we able to measure that? And what what does it mean to our business by not measuring that? It's really important. It is really important. It's been phenomenal to have the support of Convius. Um, and specifically Andy and, and Mirabel, who I've worked very, very closely with over, over the past few months on this project. What it's also allowing us to do, and hopefully this will grow year on year on year, is that it's it's opening up to a European audience as well. So um, Andy Convius is a, is a Dutch company originally. Yeah, yeah. So we're headquartered in Amsterdam. Um, Germany is actually our largest market in terms of volume of customers. But we also have a significant presence in France and Belgium, Netherlands, and the Benelux area. So we have had a number of uh, submissions this year from European countries, and that's all down to Convius. Thank you. We would hope over the next few years that this can start to grow and grow and grow and grow and become something that isn't solely focused on the UK market, which would be really exciting. We did actually have a Canadian zoo take part yesterday which was quite exciting so the message is slowly starting to spread out worldwide as well an international survey that's exciting isn't it um, absolutely yeah yeah <laughs> it's, it's a game changer that's what you've done you've, you've created something that is a true game changer we i remember getting very excited about the results and sitting at the back of the london transport theater or wherever you you, you uh, launched them and then just getting depressed Every single slide, I was like, oh, no, we don't do that, or we don't do that well, or that's not great, or that's... But it was fantastic, because actually, for the first time ever, we were able to compare ourselves and think, right, so 
if this is if this is the industry standard, how can we make that better? How can we how can we adapt that at the Mary Rose and Portsmouth Historic Dockyard and you know things like the five steps to make a booking and all this other sort of stuff that you were you're putting out. And I remember writing my book and thinking this is awful. This is absolutely awful because uh, you know we are performing way worse than that. And we did, and and we still not fixed it. You know we've got some money to look at websites and we put some new websites in and we're still developing it. But even little things like. We changed and had a microsite last summer. We had one of our best summers ever, but we did that because of your because of your data. And we were looking and thinking, we've got too many steps to making a booking, or it takes too long to load this page, or actually we need to. So I I I think you've really you know been a massive game changer. And if now you're getting the Canadians involved, I mean it's going to be fantastic. I can't wait to see what they've got to say. So I I do I genuinely think you've you've made a big difference, and I can't wait to see this year's results and next year's results. And I hope this is something you keep doing forever because you've made a real difference. You really have. Oh, Dominic, you're so kind. You, that's really kind. Thank you. Um, um, that's amazing feedback. What I love about what you said is that you've actively been able to take the data that people have supplied and go. We are we are here. You know, we're we're not performing to that point yet. But if we make these changes, we can get to that point. And that's what I love. This is what this is all about. It's about marginal gains. It's about making those tiny little 1% improvements every day and getting better and better and better. We couldn't ask for more. That's what we hope. And before I get kicked and, and hit by all my colleagues, there were lots of things that we were doing great as well. But actually, you don't talk about them, do you? You don't say, oh, well, we're doing OK, because we're very British. We only really talk about the things that we want to improve or we're not doing right. But I, I, I do think it's a phenomenally phenomenal game changer and it's the sort of report that you can use as a toolkit to really sort of check where you are and where you want to be and i can't i genuinely can't wait for the next one i hope we get a preview like for doing this podcast did we get an early release is that part of the deal simon did you sign something like that yeah signed it all dom did you not get the paperwork of course you did he's got people if you've taken part in the survey you will get it exclusively before it is released to the general public so i mean i can confirm that you both have which is a relief right. <laughs> of course we have we were, we're early adopters we love it i i did check before we came on this afternoon that we completed it because i thought that would be really awkward you probably won the convious prize right for being one of the people that completed it or the hundredth person to complete i saw all that online honestly i think everyone got one by you dom i don't know what it was you've done to upset mirabelle and our marketing team I think you're taking this podcast thing a little bit too seriously, you know. But just to go back to what you were saying, Kelly, about marginal gains, I think that is that is where the value of this is. Because, you know, most of us have got websites that are capable of selling a ticket. But when you operate a visitor attraction, you know, as successful as DOMS or, you know, you get you get hundreds of thousands of people going to your website or, or, or your, to your attraction each year, millions of people to the website. And if you can achieve a 1% shift in a customer behavior, the returns on that are really significant. So you don't have to suddenly come up with a revolutionary new website. You have to focus on what are the things that are just holding you back a little bit, removing those pain points from the customer journey. The uplift is so significant of just achieving a small, small percentage change. I know Dom doesn't like percentages, but that is what we're talking about here. <laughs> no, I, it, it, with that terms, I do like percentages, and you're absolutely right. And even, and even little things like you know how it looks on a mobile as opposed to looking on a desktop, exactly, yeah. change our way of thinking. Yeah. And you've got to keep doing it because that's what's going to make this industry and, and where we all work and the amazing places that we work in even better. You know, yeah. it is, it's brilliant. 
Well, we absolutely will continue to do it. So this is the second year that we're running it and we have no intention of stopping. Just going back to what you said, Simon, I think what you said about making what you already have better in terms of your website, I think that's a really important point to push is that it has been a really weird few years. And this year, I think all of us were kind of hoping this would be a year of normality. And let's face it, it really hasn't, has it? It's been another odd one. So, you know, we've started off the year, there's an awful war happening. There's a terrible cost of living crisis there's all kinds of stuff happening that is affecting attractions yet again affecting all of us really but you know affecting attractions in terms of whether people are going to come how much they're going to spend what they're going to do we know that marketing budgets were going to be probably drastically cut this year by at least 15 20 percent that was the message that that was being given um, when I attended the Alva heads of marketing meeting before Christmas so I think that being able to look at the report and use it to implement changes to what you already have is really important. You may not have the budget to go out and start again. You don't necessarily need to, but if there's improvements that you can be made, can be made to your site in terms of the performance or the speed, all of those things are going to help. They're all things that will add up over time and ultimately make the performance of it better and make the customer experience better. So I think that that's quite an important message to talk about. Another thing to add is that this year we're doing it again. We're asking the same questions that we did last year because obviously we need the same the same uh, data set, but we but it's more, so it's bigger and better. We'll get feedback on whether that's too much for people, but we're asking questions around usability, whether you're collecting feedback. We're asking questions around kind of promotions and discounts and how people are measuring their traffic sources and whether they're doing user tests. So there's there's so much more that's going to be in it from this year. And one really exciting thing, which you touched on, Dominic, is that everybody that takes part in the survey will get exclusive access to the report before it's it's made public. But actually, as soon as you filled in the survey, this year you get a little mini report. And what it does is benchmark you where you are now against the benchmarks from last year. So it will give you a little a little report to identify how your website's performing based on last year's benchmarks that we identified. Now, that's really important. So you could be underperforming, you might be performing too, you might be overperforming, you know, you might be doing doing better than those benchmarks from last year. And, and those benchmarks will, may change dramatically from the last year to this year, we don't know yet. So that's like a little added bonus. If you're on the fence about taking part, you will get something that's actionable as soon as you've taken part in the survey this year. Um, this year, the report will launch towards the end of September. We will release dates and be a bit more specific once we've closed the survey. But this episode is going to launch on the 5th of July. That means that you've just got one week left to take part. So one week left before the survey closes on the 12th of July. So if you are thinking about it, stop thinking about it, go and do it. It will literally take 20 minutes. You're going to need your Google Analytics open or whatever analytics tool that you use. You can find the link to the survey in our show notes of this show. You can head over to rubbercheese.com and you will find the link to it on the homepage. Or you can search for the 2023 Visitor Attraction website report and you will find it. You can head over to Convius and you will find it on Convius's website. It's everywhere. Go find it. Do it. Take part. These guys did. It made a big difference. Best 20 minutes of your life. Just do it. Just do it. <laughs> Honestly, what else can you do? So much value in 20 minutes. There's not much else. I worry about how you spend your time if that's the best 20 minutes of your life, Dominic. That that's that's a concern. But I mean he's not wrong. 
He's not wrong. At work. I mean, at work, not like in real life. I mean, I do amazing things in my normal life. <laughs> if you, you could talk to all of the visit attractions that are listening now, what would you say to them to encourage them to go and take part? I would say that if you're not already looking at the things you need to fill in, then you should be looking at them anyway. So, so you say it takes 20 minutes, Kelly, to fill them in. I'll be honest. I didn't fill them in for the Roman bars. Our digital marketing officer did. And and I think Dom's blank face when you were talking about the mini report also tells me that he didn't fill it in for Mary Rose either. <laughs> um, but it's 20 minutes, but it's all data that you should be looking at. And if you're not looking at it, it's probably a prompt that you or your teams need to be looking at it anyway. And getting that report allows you to either make the case with your trustees or your board to invest if you need investment, or it provides an endorsement of the quality of the website and the offer that you've got. Either one of those things is really useful. And we know how hard it is to get investment. Kelly, you talked about marketing budgets at the moment. If you want to get money to invest in your website, having this evidence will help convince your CEO or your your trustees that, that that's the right thing for you to do. And equally, if you don't need to, then this is confirmation of that. So that's what I'd say. Thank you. That is brilliant. What about you, Dom? I'd agree. And, and I'll, I'll come clean. I didn't fill it in either. But uh, someone did do it. But it's not the filling in. It's the reading it and using it that counts, right? That's what matters. It's about receiving it and doing something with it. Um, I, I, I actually think it's really useful to get as much benchmark data as possible in this industry. And actually what you do is you give us this for the, for websites, you give it for e-commerce and it's fantastic. You know, I wish there were more people doing it in all the areas of, of our industry because actually, you know, this visitor attraction to get benchmarks is quite rare. So it's fantastic to get that. So I really appreciate that. And I would say if you're listening and you and you work in a visitor attraction, why wouldn't you do this? Because like Simon says, you can understand where you are. You can use it for funding. You can use it towards getting revenue. You can use it towards recruiting some extra people in your team. You can use it to how you performance manage your team. You can use it for so many things. It's such a good document. I can't stress enough. I might not have filled out the form, but I definitely read it and I definitely used it. And I do definitely love it. I'm so appreciative of your fabulous comments. Thank you both. Andy, what would you add to that? Well, I don't know that I can, but... The- Really echoing Simon's point, it it shouldn't really take you that long to complete this because you should be all over this kind of data anyway. Mm -hmm. If you're a digital offer in any business and if you're not looking at this kind of stuff, then it's probably time to really start managing your business in a much better way. And really just to reiterate the point, an incremental improvement, uh, just a 0.5% improvement in the results in this kind of area can deliver you hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds extra additional revenue over a 12-month period. So what else is there you, you could do in your business in 20 minutes that's going to potentially deliver that kind of result? Well, there you go. I think you've said it all. Well done. Um, thank you. really appreciate this. I, I threw this at you literally a few days ago to come on and they've had no time to prepare whatsoever. So I'm super grateful that you've, that you've given up a little bit of time for me to talk about it today. This is something that I'm so passionate about. I, I bloody love this podcast. I'm so lucky that I get to talk to such lovely people. And I think like you've all said, just like, I mean, like echoing what Andy said, being able to make this industry better is something that is literally like at the core of me right now. I just want to see good people doing really good things and having really good results. So if everyone could please just go out and fill the blooming survey and I'd be really grateful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right. Um, books. Have you all prepared a book today? I didn't ask you to. I've got but, a book. But I, I feel like you might have. Right. Throw it out. 
So I've got I've got a book called The Alignment Advantage: Transform Your Strategy, Culture, and Customers to Succeed. Now I love a good strategy book. So the last time I was on the podcast, I recommended Good Strategy, Bad Strategy, a great book about strategy. I did bill it as the best book on strategy. Scrap that. It's the second best book on strategy. This is now the best book on strategy because it talks about how you have to align your culture and as as a strategic enabler, your strategy and your experience. And for people who listen to Skip the Queue or fill out the Rubber Cheese website survey or work with Convius, one of the best people to work with in the world, they will love this book. It is incredible. The only book to read on strategy by Richard Nugent, The Alignment Advantage, Fantastic. There is also an interview with a great guy from the Mary Rose in chapter two. I, I can't <laughs> remember his name. I think it rhymes with Dominic Jones. I can't remember it fully, but it's a very good interview. I knew that there was something like that coming. I knew. Dominic, amazing. Um, thank you for another number one strategy book. Uh, Simon, what would your book be? And have you featured in it? I, I can say I have not featured in this book. <laughs> um, unlike Dom, I don't read a lot of business and leadership books. I tend to read for escapism and relaxation, but I have picked a workbook. And it's probably the only workbook I've gone back to and reread portions of. Um, and it's called Leadership Plain and Simple by Steve Radcliffe. Um, the book was a foundation of a leadership course that I did when I was at the National Trust, which was called Future Engage Deliver. And it was sort of centered on the idea that in order to be an effective leader, you need to have clarity of your your vision, your, your vision for the future. You need to engage your colleagues and your teams in that future. And then collectively, you need to work together to deliver it. And it sort of broke that strategy and leadership piece into those three distinct portions. And it had some really helpful models in there for self-reflection, for getting meaningful feedback from teams and, and developing techniques to engage stakeholders in in the delivery of, of your vision so uh, yeah and I, I would i would recommend that um obviously it's not the first or the second best book on on leadership um but you know maybe it's the third who knows i love that and um, what's really interesting is these books both neither of those books have been recommended on the podcast before so i always like it when a new one's come up because i add it onto my little wish list on amazon so i'm gonna read that book i've never i've not heard of that one simon but that sounds amazing i, I do love the book recommendations i do the same i go buy them except for the harry potter one because i already had that. <laughs> And 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 you knocked Jeff off as well, didn't you? I mean, did I not? Did I knock Jeff off the? Yeah, the Jeff was num- Jeff. Jeff was number one for quite a while. Is he no yeah. longer number one? Skip the queue. Ooh. No, oh, I know you. Yeah, I've not told you that you are number one. What? Oh, yeah. Once you edit this out, Kelly, this is going to be a really short podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving all of this in. This is it's all staying in. Andy, what about you? Have you got a book that you'd like to share? A book I'll keep going back to is The Experience Economy by Joe Pine. And I don't know whether I'm, someone else has recommended this in the past, but for me, that whole um, life chain value thing, the graph where you talk about a thing becoming a commodity and everything moving into the sort of experience space really fits with what we're doing in our industry. It really fits with what we do at Convius. It's the reason I enjoy what we do. It's a good book. I- I'm going to ask Joe if he'll come on the podcast. So I'm talking of um, Blue Loop Conference a few years ago. Uh, absolutely compelling. Could he maybe talk at, in January on the podcast or February? <laughs> I mean, that's not, I'm getting this present at Christmas. I don't oh, want to. Okay. Why don't we get him in? Why don't we get him on 2025's podcast? Let's do that, right? I might, yeah, well, I might, let's let's discuss it off the pod, Dominic. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss that later. Thank you all. I'm so grateful. Oh, as ever, sorry, listeners, if you want to win a copy of those books, Head over to our Twitter feed. You know what to do. Retweet this podcast announcement. But more importantly, 
Go and fill in the survey. I'd uh, be so, so grateful. We are Fill in the survey. Fill in the survey. We have got actually a podcast exclusive. Let me tell you how many attractions have taken part so far. Last year, 2022, 70 attractions from up and down the country took part. This year, with a week, well, actually it's two weeks today, but a week to go when this podcast launches, 129 attractions have taken part. So we've Amazing. nearly doubled on last year. I'm so thrilled i'm so thrilled but yeah if we could if we could get that to 140 that would be amazing imagine 140 attractions being able to improve their websites this year being able to improve their customer service being able to improve their bottom line that's what it's all about thanks guys you've been amazing thanks kelly incredible thank you kelly thanks for listening to skip the queue if you've enjoyed this podcast please leave us a five-star review it really helps others find us And remember to follow us on Twitter for your chance to win the books that have been mentioned. Skip the Queue is brought to you by Rubber Cheese, a digital agency that builds remarkable systems and websites for attractions that helps them increase their visitor numbers. You can find show notes and transcriptions from this episode and more over on our website, rubbercheese.com forward slash podcast.